This is the Best Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Insurance Professional Resources. We're pleased to have with us today Jim Barbieri from Independent Adjusting and Investigation Company Claims Advantage in Georgia. Jim is the President and CEO of Claims Advantage. He's a former police officer and has a BS degree in criminal justice. Mr. Barbieri is also a certified fraud investigator adjuster and has been conducting SIU investigations for over 30 years. Jim, thanks so much for joining us again today. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Today's topic is negligent security claims investigations. So, Jim, let's start out. Can you define for our audience what is a negligent security claim? A claim of negligent or inadequate security usually involves an insured who fails to take proper precautions or security members to prevent violent crimes. Uh, The key is to prove that the property owner was aware of the potential for crime and the lack of security on the property that may have allowed the crime to occur. So, Jim, what types of negligent security claims do you investigate? John, the most common type of negligent security claim is at a commercial retail establishment. When a business invitee enters a place of business such as a retail store, could be a hotel, bar, could be a shopping mall, they have a reasonable expectation of security that the owner must provide to protect them from foreseeable harm. In hotels, the management has a greater degree to provide security to hotel guests. As an example, if a hotel room door lock was defective and allowed a perpetrator to enter uh, the room and sexually assault a guest, uh, that hotel could be liable for negligent security. Uh, Another common type of negligent security claim in which I've handled uh, several of these types of claims are shooting investigations at apartment complexes. In those cases, it's important to determine the victim status. Is he a tenant or he or she a tenant, visitor or trespasser? Uh, Another type of negligent security claim occurs at retail stores. I had a claim where a husband parked his vehicle on the corner of the building on a drugstore and his wife entered the store to shop. The husband got robbed and killed. The plaintiff argued inadequate lighting on the corner of the building contributed to this violent crime. And furthermore, the business was in a high crime area and the owner should have taken greater care in providing security and adequate lighting. A negligent security claim also could involve a bar fight or you know, a fight at a restaurant where the plaintiff was seriously injured or killed and the bar failed to provide bounces or security or adequate security measures. So Jim, how do you handle complex apartment complex uh, investigations? Um, I handle, uh, the first thing I do when I handle a a, a complex shooting investigation uh, is determine the status of the victim, as I mentioned uh, previously. The victim could be a tenant, a guest, or a trespasser. Uh, I then determine the extent that the landlord or management company owes the duty of security. Um, as an example, I handled a case in Georgia where a tenant's lived-in boyfriend was shot and killed in the parking lot 
during an armed robbery attempt. In that case, uh, the boyfriend, you know, picked up the tenant at work. It was three o'clock in the morning and, you know, he drove through the open, broken uh, apartment complex gate, parked in the parking spot, got out, and three guys approached with guns, and a gunfight ensued, and, and unfortunately, um, the boyfriend was killed. Um, I took a statement from the perpetrator of that crime. Actually, actually she was the getaway driver from prison. And she told me that the only reason why they entered that complex was because the gate was broken and stuck in the open position. Uh, the only problem with that case for the, for the plaintiff was that the decedent's uh, estate uh, did not really have any legal standing in that case because the boyfriend was not on the lease agreement and he was not considered to be a, a tenant. Therefore, the complex did not have a duty to provide security to this guest. However, the girlfriend who was injured during the shootout had a valid claim as she was the actual tenant and the complex had a duty to provide her with adequate security. Um, I had another case in Atlanta. Uh, the facts were similar but somewhat different uh, where the perpetrator entered an apartment complex to a broken security gate. And he shot his way through the victim's apartment door. We researched crime statistics from the police department and determined that this apartment complex was located in a high crime area. It's very important to examine the types of crimes in the area. We are more concerned with violent crimes such as robbery and sexual assault. However, you know, people say that burglary is a property crime, but the definition of burglary is unlawfully entering a premises when, with intent to commit a felony therein. And this could involve potential injury to the occupants. Now, the purpose of getting the police log or crime statistics, uh, usually in a one-mile radius, is to determine if the insured should have been aware of the risks to safety of their tenants. And during the investigation, it's important to determine whether there is any type of relationship between the perpetrator of the crime and the victim tenant. In that case, where the guy shot his way through the door, uh, the tenant apparently went to a party one time and met uh, the perpetrator briefly. But she did not invite him into the apartment, and he shot his way through the sliding glass door. So you know that uh, that you know that that defense that did not come into play. That defense. It is also important to show whether the property manager was aware of the broken gates that were stuck open. In both the aforementioned apartment complex shooting cases, I obtained statements from several tenants who said that they complained verbally and in writing to the management about the inoperable gates. In the first case discussed where the boyfriend was killed in a shootout trying to protect his girlfriend, tenants said that they moved into the apartment complex because the marketing literature boasted a safe and gated community. The only problem was is that the, the gate never worked. And, you know, it's a brand new apartment complex. And it's uh, in that case, 
uh, when I went to the apartment complex, there was a security guy with the flashing lights on the on the car, and they were checking everybody going in and out. But that was a little too late. Um, the other part of the investigation in the apartment complex is determine the status of the perpetrator of the crime. If he or she is an employee of the complex, such as a maintenance worker who has access to keys to the apartments and then sexually assaults a, a tenant, generally the employer is not liable for the criminal acts of an employee unless they did something negligently. If there was no request or authorization to enter the apartment, that would put the landlord on notice as they are supposed to control the employees and access to keys. The insured may be liable if they did not do you know, an adequate background check and the employee has a criminal history for violent crimes. Jim, what if the victim is a trespasser on the insured's property? Would they then have a valid claim? Generally, no. Um, a trespasser would normally not have a valid claim for lack of security because they should not have been on the property at the time of the incident. Um, I just handled a, a, a shooting case at an apartment complex in uh, New York where a claimant was shot in the breezeway of an apartment building. In that case, uh, all the attendants I interviewed were not familiar with the victim, nor did they know why he was in the breezeway of the building. And uh, one tenant overheard a scuffle and an argument outside her apartment door. And it sounded like, uh, it sounded like the shooter was stealing some type of bag from the victim. In that case, the apartment complex would not owe a, uh, the victim a duty to provide security because it appears that this was a drug deal gone bad. Jim, previously you mentioned that the business operator or property owner might be aware of a foreseeable criminal attack. What exactly do you mean by a foreseeable criminal attack? Well, I previously mentioned that as part of our investigation, we, we usually request crime statistics or police call logs from the local police department for a one-mile radius around the establishment or apartment complex to ascertain if the crime was committed in a high-crime area. In the Atlanta case that I handled involving the broken gate, we determined that the general area surrounding the apartment complex has a high violent crime rate. Therefore, the landlord or property maintenance company uh, should have been aware of the potential for violent crime to occur and should have secured the property by repairing the front gate or providing security guards. If the business operator or property owner does nothing to increase protection against this known threat, such as provide or increase security, they may be held liable. The plaintiff just needs to show that the landlord or insured had constructive knowledge that a violent crime could occur to the claimant or plaintiff. Jim, what does a plaintiff attorney need to show in a negligent security case? Basically, the defendant was legally required to provide adequate security at the location. Uh, they also need to show that the defendant did not provide reasonable security measures. Uh, the plaintiff injury occurred as a result of the defendant's inadequate security measures. Jim, what are some examples of negligent security claims that you've personally seen? Uh, 
at different establishments, uh, I've seen uh, you know, no lack of security cameras, malfunctioning uh, security equipment, untrained or unqualified security guards, or lack of security guards, especially at these apartment complexes uh, where they don't have any security in a high crime area. Um, several years ago, I handled a uh, sexual assault case in Rhode Island where a bedroom window lock was broken in an apartment and the perpetrator entered through the window and sexually assaulted a female tenant. She had just moved into the apartment and they should have done an inspection which would reveal the security hazard. Um, other examples would be inadequate or missing lighting. Uh, as I mentioned in the pharmacy shooting case, the light was out on the corner of the building and that may have contributed to the opportunity for the crime to be committed. Um, I mentioned uh, a, a few cases uh, of broken fences or gates and apartment complex uh, shooting investigations. In other cases, uh, there may be no alarm system or malfunctioning alarms. Jim, thanks so much for joining us today. John, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure being on this podcast. You've just listened to Jim Barbieri, president and CEO of Claims Advantage in Georgia, and special thanks to today's producer, Frank Voenkel. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash professional resources. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.